and welcome back to another episode of The Conspiracy Skeptic. I'm your Conspiracy Skeptic, Carl Mamer, and I've got a returning guest, uh, Stephen, Stephen Barnes. Hey, Carl. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah. You may remember Stephen um, would be from months ago, but it's probably a couple shows ago. Yeah, I try to you know, crank these out once every couple months. Uh, uh, Stephen, you created a, uh, a conspiracy-themed trivia game, right? Yes, called Conspiracy Theory uh, Trivia Board Game, and um, we're selling on Amazon in the U.S. and in Canada. Perfect, yeah, yeah. And we, yeah, I had you on, we were talking about that, and I said, I, back then it was, uh, it would, I think the episode came out shortly before Father's Day, and, and I said, kind of, you know, it's a kind of a good it, it it's one of those gifts where it's like you got that hard to buy for father who he, he could either be the kind of dad who's into this stuff which is could be unfortunate or you know you know you know skeptical and it, it's a kind of a gift you could give him either kind of dad and it would they would find it fun and and, and humorous and and I thought you know what again we're back probably I'm gonna get this out before Cyber Monday so again this is another great Christmas gift again for that hard to buy dad you know uncle you know Hank kind of you know uh, <laughs> doesn't matter what side of the uh, conspiracy kind of coin they, they fall on this is this is this is kind of a kind of a really good gift I, I find. Yeah, and it's really it's I, I did a lot of work. I mean, this this game when we uh, started putting it together was a couple of years ago, and uh, I think we talked about it on the last episode. But uh, I've got a, a friend that's the flat earther, reptilian, sandy truth truther. The harp is taking over the world, uh, mind control, chemtrails, you name it, it's there. And um, and it just got me uh, fascinated by the world of internet conspiracies. And and like I said, one of the things I think we're going to talk about here is is I just did an expansion pack uh, last year that um, all new conspiracy, 125 new cards, and they are just cranking them out as fast as as I can put them down on paper. But it is it's interesting. But the couple key things is I, I also wanted to make sure that a it was fun. So it, whether you're into conspiracies or skeptic or you're you're a believer. Um, the game, it, it's not judging any of the conspiracies. It's just presenting them. And then I put on QR codes that link to the, um, to the websites that actually have more information about it. A and it, it goes all the way from the, um, you know, the normal ones that you would hear to some theories that are so way out there that I had to double check to make sure that it wasn't a joke site. And yeah. so it's been a lot of fun and interesting and, and, uh, and and surprisingly, um, something that I started out kind of more as a as a joke has turned into a very successful business. It's been very um, well received because it's a game that goes. We put ages fourteen and up only because younger kids don't generally, yeah. you know, concentrate that well. But I've had so many people come back with their ten and eleven year olds that love it, and it's a game that like couples can play because you really can play two people. And and again, it's people that are both into conspiracies and are complete skeptics all all enjoy it. So it's been a real fun ride, and um, and you know we continue to to grow it, and it's been um, you know it's been great. Now hopefully hopefully we can get some more people in the Great White North buying it because it's uh, been extremely successful in the U.S. But apparently you guys are a lot more skeptical up there. <laughs> that could that could be. No, we we are Canadians are famous tight ones. I, I always joke because we had <laughs> we had our Thanksgiving uh, uh, 
back in October and you guys have your Thanksgiving kind of near the end of November and and traditionally you know after Thanksgiving is over that's the Christmas buying season so you know my, my joke is we have to have uh, Thanksgiving in October to kind of give us a longer Christmas buying season to give retailers that you know that extra month to kind of crowbar open Canadian wallets and, <laughs> exactly so, so yeah but that is actually kind of partially based on reality because um, I believe it was during the Great Depression um, uh, Roosevelt I, I think was sort of prompted to move um, one year move um, uh, Thanksgiving up a few weeks uh, to kind of kind of give uh, you know give uh, retailers a little bit of you know extra you know sort of start the Christmas buying season off but during this is back during the Great Depression was it yeah right now and now retailers are putting Christmas trees up in July and I just got like 12 emails this week of of Black Friday this weekend, and <laughs> so they're moving. You know, they're not waiting for the government to do it. They're just going ahead and, and, and trying to leapfrog. So I'm pretty sure in a couple of years, Black Friday is going to start like January 3rd. And <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. it's it, yeah, it's it is kind of amazing. The Christmas season just seems to get bigger and bigger every year. Yeah, I, I mean, speaking of Father's Day, this is this is a little little side. We, um, you. I, I believe I didn't. I had you on. I think it was shortly before Father's Day, and um, and then I I was sort of you know kind of crawling your your Facebook after I had you on, and I'm like I realized like oh like you know your 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 I mean your father had taken really really ill uh, when I had you on the podcast, and I I don't think he was really expected to live at that point, and unfortunately your 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 dad passed away. I think maybe shortly after the podcast came out. Yeah, unfortunately, you and I both joined the same club this year because yeah, yeah. you you had the same um, you know tragic loss and and yeah, that's exactly he was he it was um, uh, cancer and it had already metastasized right. and um, and yeah, we were finding out as when we recorded the podcast that was right in the middle of our discovery process of, of really how bad it was, yeah. but. Um, yeah, and it's kind of a, a chance, you know, you take stock in a lot of things when, when that happens. And, you know, luckily I've, I was blessed that, um, I had, you know, my dad was my best man at my wedding and he was, and we would remain close, you know, for the entirety of my life. So there's no, there wasn't anything left unsaid. And, and it was, it's sad, but you live, you know, when you have 78 years healthy as a horse and then you, you know, then you get sick and then are able to cl make closure and then, then you know leave before there's too much suffering that's i couldn't ask for you know that's how that's if i could if i could could do that that's how i'd want to do it as well but yeah it's it, it still leaves a big hole and i know that you and i've talked about it it's um you know for you as well and it's uh you know um bittersweet to think about the good times but then also realize that you know they've come to an end yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, my dad passed away. My dad actually passed away, I think, maybe a couple of weeks after your, your father passed away. And, and he was, yeah, he was about 79. So shortly, he, I think it was uh, uh, just a couple of weeks after his, his 79th birthday. And um, I, I mean, I, I think our, you know, if our dads had not kind of taken sick, they would have had a few more good years left in them. But, you know, I, I, I don't know about your dad, but, you know, my dad would be one of those types that if, um, you know, if uh, you know, if if he kind of went into this decline, you know, and as I say, he had to carry around his own oxygen supply or something. He Canada has, um, um, you know, kind of right to die laws, and my dad would be, I think, one of those kind of people that maybe would have, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you know, topped himself, so 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 to speak. But um, which would have been, I I mean, for the family. I, 
would have been awfully difficult, you know, to, yeah, you obviously don't want your dad to, to, you know, kill himself, even though if he's maybe is in suffering or this quality of life is terrible. It, it would be a very hard thing to say. Yeah. So in, in some ways it's kind of, I think we both sort of agreed that, you know, you know, we would have liked a few more years with our dads, but you know, in some ways they had good lives and they, you know, they went quickly without, without, without kind of suffering. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the things like my family knows for me is there's a, and you know, I know we're probably getting a little deep into philosophy versus yeah, the conspiracies. Yeah. And I promise we'll talk about the vegetable man soon if you want. But, um, <laughs> the, uh, you uh, did promise what... you're going to blow my socks off. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I pulled a couple out of the expansion packs because I know you hadn't seen them up in Canada that I, I, I want to debate with you that are, are pretty amazing. But, but the key thing is I, I, my philosophy is there's a difference between living and respirating. Yeah. And, you know, if and if I get to the point where I can't do what I want to do, you know, sitting in front of a TV with an oxygen tank and shallow breathing. So I, I don't that's not that's not what, what my goal is. And my family knows that, too. As long as I can do what I want, then that's living. And then after that, it's it's there's not there's not much point. And so but again, that's a personal philosophy. And there's a lot of different, uh, you know, people that are across the spectrum. But my you're absolutely right. My dad was the exact same way, and, and that's he he got to live a life full of energy, and then and then you know it it it, it came to an end relatively um uh relatively quickly compared to how long it could have been drawn out. So so there's blessings to be taken from it, but you know like I said, and unfortunately you know, we're at the end of this year. We're not the only people listening that's lost people in 2019, and and whoever has, you know, our hearts are out to to all of you because. We we know what it's like. Exactly, yeah. And and you know when you know you, someone you know kind of loses somebody, like a parent especially. Um, you know I I I you know a lot of things times people don't know what to say. Again, just saying you're really sorry. Uh, you don't realize how actually um comforting that is. Just having people reach out and saying sorry, but. But, you know, I, I found that even people who had lost a parent, having them reach out to me and, and you know, you don't want that. That was even more reassuring and kind of more comforting to sort of know that, look, wow, I know you and I know how, you know, you, you've moved on with life. And it in, in some ways, you know, it's kind of inspiring. And, and so, I mean, my, my everyone grieves differently. But, you know, especially yeah, if you have lost a parent and you know somebody who has, you know, who has lost a parent, like, you know, I, I don't think there's anything bad sort of reaching out and saying, you know, look, I lost my dad or my mom too a couple of years ago and, and just opening up that conversation because I, I found that really, really helpful. And my talking with you, I, I found really helpful too. Yeah. And I 100% agree. It's uh, communication, getting it, bottling it up is whenever it gets, it, you know, it gets, um, uh, toxic and, and and can just spill over into other parts of your life. And the more you can get it out and go through the grieving process, the the the, the faster you'll be on to to moving to the next stage. And and you know any parent and being a parent myself, it, it, when I pass on, I don't want my kids to wallow in grief. You know, I, I don't want them to jump on my grave and have a dance. But you know, <laughs> I, I have a little bit of respect, but I want them to just be, you know be happy and live a happy life. That's why they're here. Um, no conga yeah. lines at your funeral, yeah. basically. Yeah, exactly. Do, 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 do. You know, yeah, exactly. So anyway, but the uh, but yeah, th yeah. Thanks for bringing that up. And like I said, and um, it's uh, it's it's a journey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, On to the conspiracies. Now, now I was kind of going through the cards. Uh, what I wanted to cover were some of the. Uh, you have a lot of interesting like 
little celebrity conspiracies. Uh, do you mind if we kind of tackle some of those before we get onto this vegetable man? Which oh, I know. Yeah, no, no. We can hit, definitely hit the ones that you want, and then I'm going to hit you with a couple that okay. I don't think you've seen before as well. So yeah, what, what, which ones do you have some interest in um, okay. that you want to talk about? Yeah. Well, I'm just one. It was just sort of interesting how you had a lot of little celebrity conspiracies, and, and I mean the big overriding one these days seems to be out like this celebrity's in the Illuminati and that celebrity is in the Illuminati. And it's like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, don't you see they do that little thing with their hands or they, you know, they've got an onk bracelet and it's like, no, none of that. Yeah. Is the Illuminati. Well, this is the thing is, and it's really hard to keep track of who's in the Illuminati yeah. and which ones are actually shape-shifting reptilians. And yeah, a lot of times it's the same and they're in both and some are not in both. And, I don't know if there's non-Illuminati reptilians. It's, it's very confusing, and, and I wish they would uh, come out and be a little bit clearer because it would make all of our lives easier. Right, yeah. Now, last time we were talking, we talked a bit about what, you know, you know, true or false, Justin Trudeau's real father was Fidel Castro. And I thought that was false. Uh, but uh, so we, we do have some questionable parentage uh, conspiracies, celebrities in your thing. So, uh, um was it Chloe Kardashian's real father is OJ? What's what's the backstory on that? Yeah, that one is funny, and and again, you know, and and again in the games too. If it, if it plays these, if you just if you just snap the QR codes, I have those go into PDF files that I keep updated with links on the internet. So if links get broken, I I can change it out. So none of these are made up conspiracies on my own, you know, thing. These are actually people are, are pushing it, but. The 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 OJ uh, Chloe Kardashian one is funny, uh, and and it's one of these kind of things where you know it's ridiculous, but you really can't totally discount the the logic because they're able to just find gaps in in the, in the uh, timelines. But apparently OJ was uh, was friends with the family and was around a lot during the time of uh, Chloe's conception. And her, yeah, and her father was traveling a lot, so obviously, you know, yeah, there, you know, the, it's, uh, you know, that's it was so obvious that nobody connected the dots before this. This guy is, you know, I, I think is a travesty because, of course, Khloe Kardashian is OJ's um, daughter. It makes so much sense, but yeah, it's it's just one of those kind of things where they just say these are different timelines. And that's why, um, and that's why she's there. There's no DNA evidence or anything else that can do it. It's just one of those, uh, a couple of photos and a couple of, uh, you know, and the nine months later kind of, uh, uh, connectivity that they were trying to do. Yeah. Well, I heard her dad, right? What was, what was his name? Robert Kardashian or? I believe so. Yeah. 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 He, he was OJ's lawyer during the whole, um, uh, trial. Wasn't, wasn't he one of OJ's oh, yeah, dream yeah, yeah. team Sorry. lawyer or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was involved with the legal team too. That that's I forgot that connection. Yeah, again, it's one of those. And, and again, there's like 400 different conspiracies that we cover. So it, yeah. some of them are a little bit more. Um, uh, I've got. I had to go back and 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 push the um, uh, reset button on my brain about the covering it all. Uh, yeah, but that one is. Yeah, that that one was uh, was interesting, but. Uh, you know, I'll give you one that I think is even more interesting. All right, all right. Is uh, you know Lindsay Lohan, right? Yeah, yeah right. Yes. Uh, did you know you know why she went off of the um, off of the rails and ended up uh, you know getting into drugs and everything? Well, why? It was to cover up the death of her twin sister. Uh, did, did that she have her, a twin sister? 
Well, let's see that uh, Disney's covered up the fact that she has a twin. Uh, okay, but right, right. In the uh, Parent Trap movie, where she played, uh, <laughs> quote unquote, played both parts. Right. Well, the truth is, is her twin played the other part, but she wasn't as good of an actress. And uh, the the theory goes that the execs at Disney didn't want to have uh, Lindsay Lohan's twin sister messing up Lindsay Lohan's career, so they arranged an accident, and then she was contractually bound to never talk about her, and that's what led to her um, to her uh, uh, downward spiral into drugs and 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 uh, and alcohol and everything else. So, okay. uh, yeah, and I'm again. It's so obvious that it's got to be true, but um... I mean the, the Venn diagram on this is like you know people <laughs> into conspiracies and people who read People magazine. Like it's just you know like, a, like I just see a big you know you know intersection of that. Yeah. And it's sad we've come to that. People who read People magazine are now also part of the conspiracy crowd. You know. Oh, it and it's yeah and well that. The, yeah, there, it's interesting. One of the things I've learned about this is the psychology of conspiracy people is very interesting. And yeah. one of them is uh, a lot of people that are into celebrity are into conspiracy as well. Um, and or people are dis- that are disenfranchised from just day to day life have a tendency. It's kind of the old tribal mentality of the of people where, you know, like sports teams, you know, we get together with our sports team and then now it's us against all the other yeah. sports teams. Well, a lot of the disenfranchised people for um, conspiracies tend they get together and now they're all in the know that the Earth is actually flat, and now they're against all the all those round earthers. Yeah. And you kind of you kind of get and then once they're into that 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 group, they're very protective of everything in that group, and they don't and that's why it's so hard to um, persuade these people that you know that the Earth is not flat. Um, they're like, of course it is. You know, put the ball on the ground, it doesn't roll. That's because it's flat. If Earth was round, it would roll one way or the other, and you know that's the kind of discussions that we have. But um, uh, but yeah, it, and it's and and like I said, celebrity and celebrity is just there's all. I mean, National Enquirer basically created celebrity um, uh, conspiracies uh, and a lot of conspiracies on top of it. But you know, everybody having everybody's baby or you know what did who's Brad and and uh, Jen dating this week and. You know, it it just a lot of the, a lot of the just the pop culture is almost the same as a conspiracy because they use very little facts and then they make up a whole narrative around it. Right. Okay. All right. Now, now, now I enjoyed this movie in, in its time, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Uh, now, if you know, if you believe the um, you know the official story, uh, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote it and they won an Oscar oddly enough for it uh but that turns out that's not true right well yeah again there is a um uh there is a a, a group of people that are claiming that goodwill hunting is um is not a um was not originally written by them and that it was a script written by a um a reporter, and then they uh, they they took it, and then they claimed it as their own. It's just again, it is one of those kind of things that it's 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 kind of like uh, you know Michael Jackson stole my song, and right, yeah, 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 and and it's really really so you can see that there is they've got a, a paper trail of what they're claiming that that it's it was the um, uh, the material for the script. 
that was uh, based on on a story that um, uh, that was. I'm trying to remember the the name of the person who was claiming it, but the um, but the fact is, again, it's just somebody that after the fact is saying, no, 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 that was all my idea, but there was no real real evidence. But again, it's really hard to prove a negative to say, yeah. no, 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 you can't. It wasn't yours, and you can't definitively take somebody's accusation and say and prove that unless they had a picture of of of, of Matt Damon and Ben Affleck at the computer typing it or writing it. Right. There's no way to say it was actually theirs. So again, it's one of those things that the the accusation has never gone anywhere, but it keeps resurfacing every every year or two. Or you know, when, whenever they mention this 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 Oscar, and then somebody puts their little caveat. Well, you know, they got an Oscar, but it wasn't really theirs. And then it okay. you know, it, it's it, it's again, it's 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 very very typical to the kind of uh, of pop culture type of uh, of conspiracies of of who gets credit or, you know, who's related to whom or things like that. Right. Uh, now this is, this is one, this is, I, I, I don't know if this is backmasking, but I have one here that, um, uh, American pie. That's a song, the song, right? Not the, not the movie, but you know, <laughs> yeah. bye bye Miss American pie. Uh, that, that, that song predicts a takeover of the USA by satanic communists. Right. Well, right. and the thing is, get is, get, uh, get us get us there. Get us there. Well, the thing is, is well, first of all, the that um uh that that song has about four hundred thirty eight thousand lyrics. So <laughs> if um you know you you would be hard not to be able to tie pretty much anything that's happened over the last thousand years into this um into this song, but they um you know but the idea is like so bye bye Miss American Pie. Is the end of uh, of of the era that that we're we're bringing, um, and then he talks about all the different things that are 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 you know if you listen to the song and and it, it's um, it's you know bad news on the doorstep the levee is dry right. these are things that um, are are references out of um, Karl Marx's book and and if you look and again they're loose you know the levee is dry I could probably find in. 10,000 different, you know, classical, um, books, but, but you, but you match that phrase to a book out of Karl Marx. And obviously this is predicting Uh, that the, uh, the earth is coming, that the, uh, that, that the communists are coming to take over the, the, um, you know, the U S and I think the big thing stems from this song is, and I I love this song, but you know, they say it's about Buddy Holler. So I have no idea what the hell it's about. You know, (laughs) it's a great song and a lot of things are happening because there was bad news. But I don't know if the if the country's being taken over by communists or if they're releasing another Smurf movie. I just know something bad's happening. But you know, but that but that's where it comes from is they've just taken snippets of the four hundred and fifty eight thousand lyrics and matched them to some of the manifestos from the communists and then the fact that bye bye Miss American Pie means bye bye America that is being taken over. Right. Which okay. again is a pretty big leap, but if that song wasn't confused, if it, if it was more straightforward, you know, Devo whip it good. There's nobody doing a, a conspiracy about that because it has like 12 lyrics and none of them are that important. So I, I think it's got to do with the you know the type of song it is. All right, okay, all right, all right. We've uh, we've sandbagged long enough. Le- Vegetable man, what what what? All right, this is one of my favorite stories I uncovered, and it's not. I don't know, I don't know if it fully calculates or counts as a conspiracy. 
But it's just one of my favorite things because there's nothing about this story I don't like. So okay. out in West Virginia, there was a person. There was a guy that that was. Um, what, what, what year I, was this? Sorry. This was back in, um, I believe it was in the 70s. I'm trying to see if I can find my uh, my reference on it. I, I believe it was in the 70s when it was at um, when this was what happened. And um, uh, here I'm from my computer. I can look up vegetable man and tell you vegetable man. And but the thing is, is first of all, this guy was a woodchuck hunter. Okay, which which. Right there, I'm like, I didn't know they had woodchuck hunters. Exactly. They and then, then the woodchuck hunter, it was 68. Okay. And so he's out hunting woodchucks, which, again, I didn't even know it was a thing, but that that's, you know, uh, I just always know about, you know, how much wood could a woodchuck chuck. Okay. And apparently this guy didn't like woodchucks chucking wood, so he was hunting them. Exactly. And he came across a, a, a large creature that he could only describe as a heap of vegetables. And so he was attacked by the vegetable man and then did a, a report about it. And then subsequently in the area, there was three or four other reports of this large vegetable-like creature. Right. Uh, in my mind, kind of thinking of the old original 1950s, the thing, if yeah, you remember. Yeah. Right, yes, yes. Yeah. And and then and then never heard of the vegetable man. Apparently, you know, his shelf life wasn't very long and he was gone. <laughs> but I just I mean, the fact that, like I said, w there was nothing about the story I, I didn't love. I didn't. I, the woodchuck hunter that got attacked by the vegetable man is just one of the greatest one line um, stories in there. So that was just that's just one of the um, that's just one of the ones that like, you know, that made me laugh. But there is one I want to cover with you. If oh, we yeah, want to, sure. If we want to go down the rabbit hole on a, on a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And this is one that on the surface when you hear it, you just laugh. But then whenever you um, – then when you start digging through it, you're like, yeah. So here it is. Queen Elizabeth, um, uh, who is thought to have been the daughter of Henry the Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn, oh, right, was, yes. ac was actually a farm boy named Neville. Right, right, yes. Yes. I don't know if you heard about this one. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we talked about this a bit on, on the last. Uh, Did we? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we had gone through it, and if we had, then I, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put this one. If we've gone through it, let me go through it again yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Talk yeah, about ahead. the way that that a conspiracy gets gets things. So, uh, for this one, I mean, you go through it, and you have to go through it step by step because you listen to that a farm boy named Neville. It's the most ridiculous thing. But then they talk about the plague, and they talk about the, how royal families don't really know their kids. And during the plague, that that she had been sent to the to live in a small village, and then she supposedly died, and they had no other girls, but they did have a boy that looked feminine, so they dressed him up, and then he went back as the queen. And then you know how she never had make, never was seen without her makeup on, never was seen without clothes, never married, and you put all these points together, and you know it's ridiculous, yet there's no way to disprove that story. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite because on the surface you just you just look at it and like, well, that's that doesn't make any sense. And then when you start peeling the onion back, you can't dis you can't um, really shoot a hole in any of the logic, even though you know that the logic is flawed. And, and this is one of my favorite because I just you know some of these you know Stephen King killing John Lennon. I know that's not right. Even though that's one of the things that that they're saying, you know. But the um, but this is one uh, that is just I, I keep going back to, and I've never been able to completely shoot holes in in the theory, even though I know it's not real. 
And um, I mean, have you come across a conspiracy like that that you you know is a conspiracy, but you just can't find the 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 um, the right line of thinking that completely dispels it? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, nothing comes to mind, but I'll, I'll, let me let me ruminate on that at all. Okay. Well, and the um, then let me hit you another one, which is in the in the news today. You know about anti-vaxxing and oh, right. about. Yeah. Well, have you heard about the latest um, attack that they're doing is now they're claiming that vac- vaccinations not only cause autism in people, but also cause autism in dogs. Oh, no. OK. <laughs> and my thing is I have two dogs. How could you tell if a dog is autistic? That's by definition what a dog does. <laughs> you know, and I just like and I, you know, God bless them for being creative. But, yeah, this is their latest thing is now they're trying to stop people vaccinating their dogs because it's causing their dogs to have autism yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, i'm like seriously so uh, that's that's another one of the ones that i have found to be um there's no there's no way to disprove something that is so ludicrous on the surface that it's not even like there is no model of autism levels for dogs, animals, horses, or anything but that's again those are one of the areas in the in the tech area that i found to be um <laughs> it just make it makes I have, I have laughed so much in researching this game because it's um it, it, it's the I wish I was as creative as the people that come up with some of these ideas. I think is yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they should be writing for Saturday Night Live. I, I mean, the one thing I kind of like about it conspiracies is, uh, and I, I kind of with uh, my last guest, I believe Jerry Jerry Drake, where we kind of kind of got into about how you know people they they build on each other's conspiracies so it's like it's like all right i guess i gotta believe you and then i'm gonna add my own layer to that and then someone comes along a few years later you know and adds another layer and it's so interesting how you know these things go all the way back like um did you ever see that movie phase four uh it was i think it was a 1970s movie Okay, it was about basically sort of like ants kind of become intelligent and um, and um, and uh, you know start to they kind of want to take over the world and a couple scientists are trying to stop them and uh, kind of one of the earlier scenes you know to indicate the ants are intelligent they are leaving crop circles and um, which is like basically this is the first example of a crop circle in media uh, was this movie Phase Four from 1970 and it was like. Ah, you know, again, this is something where, you know, someone has seen this in a movie and now, you know, and, and they've, you know, it's not ants, it's space aliens and, you know, it, the genesis of a lot, lot of these these things. That's interesting. I did not know about that. And that 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 does that fascinates me. But it also I mean, that's kind of the part with human memory, too, is memory is malleable and we yeah. rewrite it every single time. Every single time we recall something, we recreate it in our minds and then we save it again and then we change the file a little bit. And that's, yeah, that's exactly. why it's always weird to go look at a video of an event that you vividly remember from five years ago and the video doesn't match your memory at all. Yeah. And, and that's and you're right. But the other thing is we have a tendency to incorporate things that we've seen in movies or I mean, and or, or you know, things that have happened to other people that we do to us. But. I did not know about the crop circles, although I had, that was one of my questions in the first game was, 
you know, aliens travel, you know, uh, hundreds of, of trillions of miles all the way to Earth. And what do they do? And their answer is, is they make spirographs in, in random fields. Yeah, yeah, I just got to think if I'm an alien, that's not what I'm spending my time doing once I get all the way to Earth is is, you know, I, I think they probably have a telephone, you know, or or, you know, a telegraph or maybe even a radio they could use. Right. I don't know why they would put it in crop circles. I've never understood that. Although, although I have to say that the crop circles that they have pictures of, they're amazing. Like some of those things that they they come out with, you know, it, if the aliens did it or people did it, whoever did it is very talented. Because have you seen some of these like pinwheel spiral? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, yeah, it, it's a work of art just for like some people. And if you can get people to also believe, uh, you know, space aliens have have done it, that's you know, that's the uh, you know, that that's the, the icing on the cake, I think. Yeah, and that's <laughs> I, I. It's like I said that the crop circles one is one of the some of these I can I can understand where they they um you know where people are coming from on some of their you know beliefs of uh, you know the like the harp um uh, array out in Alaska it looks weird and it looks yeah. like some kind of tech that does something a lot more sinister than it actually does which is just measure ionization but you know so i could see where you could build that or the secrecy around area 51 uh that because people aren't allowed in and when you don't know what it is that that you know it's like like the dark shadow in the closet your imagine your imagination will fill in the gap and it usually doesn't fill it in with nice you know flowers and rainbows so um it becomes a lot more sinister but things like a crop circle i don't get where people are even falling into that trap it doesn't make sense to me but again that's i think we all have our different areas of um susceptibility to those kind of things and that's just not the uh the one um anyway but i do have another british one for you okay uh, with a tie into canada um do you know what the real reason that uh prince harry married uh megan markle Meghan Markle is in the show called Suits, and that was sort of filmed in Toronto, so that might be the Canadian connection. But uh, reason Harry married uh, Meghan Markle, I no, uh, no idea. Well, I also did because you guys still have a picture of the uh, Queen on your, uh, yeah, yeah. On your currency too. It's part of it's a phase one of a long game plan to take over the United States. <laughs> okay, get us there. Right. All right, so basically. Whenever, so the royal family has always wanted to take back the colonies, right? Now they're still, they're still, they're still a little bit, um, uh, uh, you know, sporting a, uh, a grudge from, uh, the 1700s. And so they, they, but they finally figured out how to do it. So what they said is, let's get Prince Harry to marry Meghan Markle. Well, when, because she's an American, their children will have dual citizenship. Uh, yes, By yes. having dual citizenship in 35 years, when they're old enough, they'd be able to run for president of the United States because they'd be an American citizen, but they'd also be a British royal. Uh, and when they win the presidency, they would run both the country and be part of the British um, uh, the royal and would bring and then reunite Britain and the United States. Now, now that makes perfect sense. Okay, well, wait. Now, even as a Canadian, I'm pretty sure in the American Constitution there's a thing about, um, you know, uh, elected officials can't hold um, royal titles. Is there not something like that in the American Constitution? 
I don't. I don't think so because the American Constitution says you have to be uh, well for, to be an Amer to be a president. You have to be native, yeah, native, native American, born, native yeah. born American, and native born. But that means if you have an, have an American parent, you know, you would meet that criteria. Right, yeah. And so that's about the only thing. So that by being a native born American, it didn't you didn't have any of that royal um, conflict because you wouldn't be royalty in in Britain if you were a native born American. So so, you know, so that one, you know, in in 40 years, we need to be keeping an eye on that. Okay, Uh, right. Yeah, just (laughs) but I'm like. I'm like that's that, that's the level of paranoia that I, I you know if that's their plan you gotta you gotta be impressed with I mean talk about playing the long game that's the long game yeah exactly so, yeah 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 that one that one is one of the ones that was uh, doing um, you know and there was other ones about the British family like I think the uh, when uh, 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 Princess Charlotte was born right right the Russian uh, newspaper that started a thing that that the whole pregnancy was faked. And their entire line of reasoning was that she just looked too darn good coming out of the hospital to have just had a baby. <laughs> and that was it. That was, that was, that was, they didn't have a bunch of credited sources or anything else. That was it. There's like, no way she looks that good. Right. That whole thing was fake. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, coming back to that, that, that one about, um, you know, uh, Elizabeth the first, right. Where you know, it's kind of like this idea, like, Ooh, Ooh, we killed the queen. Uh, Ooh, we, we better put in a, a body double. It's like, I, I don't know. I, 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 been listening to a podcast sort of the um about the war of the roses and i sort of realized that you, you know what if you accidentally killed the queen there are like 14 other you know households you know in in england that are just are ready to lay claim to the throne and no one's going to give a fuck right you know it's like well but yeah. but if you're the if you're the village that was entrusted to take care of the queen oh. and then you, she dies on your watch there's also a good chance that none of the way in the village is going to survive that. So that yeah, that's, that's true. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And the other side of it is, but to your exact point on this, and this is one of the things about the um, conspiracy that, um, that, you know, the, I don't believe it, but it does hold water. So to, to that exact point, if Elizabeth was dead, then the heir would go to potentially one of the other houses and kind of game of thrones discussion. So even if the Royal family suspected that the switch had been made, it would still be to their benefit to keep the ruse up so that one of the other houses couldn't try to make a a claim and run of the throne. And uh, one of the biggest thing though, they talked about is Royal families back then aren't like the Royal families today. There was a lot of times that they barely even knew or saw their kids. Right. So you could switch a redhead for a for a uh, you know a toe-haired kid and they wouldn't even oh like didn't you look different yesterday like no no it's the same same one father okay and that's it you know so it's um it's definitely a different world but it but you're you know you're right there there is uh and when if you really it's a fascinating history about her too because when you study it she was not anywhere near the ascension to the to the crown there was a lot of things that had to happen for her to get there. Right. And it, it and there was a lot of steps involved between it. And it was, um, it's, it is a, it's a fascinating part of history. And she, you know, as a real, um, uh, historical figure is, is, you know, is, a, is fascinating and what she did and what she accomplished. Um, and, and especially being a farm boy that even makes it that much more impressive. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, I believe was it the uh, the UK, right? They recently passed a law where the um, 
the you know the uh, the 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 line of succession now just goes to the firstborn. So it's not it's no longer like the firstborn male. So um, so I mean, unfortunately, I mean we will never live to see another. I mean, barring some sort of major disaster, we'll never live to see another queen basically because it'll you know be Charles and then. Um, then William, and then whatever his son is called, you know. But but if his son had been yeah. born uh, female, and then and then you know, and then his, his second child was a male, that that would have the law would have covered her. So she, then she would have been the, uh, you know, then then the, the queen after, you know. All well, day, you're, all you're forgetting past. one big thing, Carl, and you're, you're kind of showing your uh, your generation you're part oh. of. All right. We we live in a gender fluid society, <laughs> so it really doesn't matter what you're born as because it's it changes on a regular basis, and so it's a different, um, you know. So it doesn't matter. It's that's well, I think that would be one of the confusing things to have to do now is for lineage because the um, you know from from millennials, I try to keep up with the different, you know, the the. The androgen, the the, the yeah. pan, the, the I can't. There's too many. There, I think they said eHarmony has like twelve different genders that really? they can be part of. Okay. So you know, so we don't know what what you know. Just because they were born one way, they they just declare it a different way. And so I think that's that probably will change some of the um, uh, that would change some of the dynamics and rules there. But um, yeah, I don't know how long is the how long is the current queen? How long has she reigned? Oh, I think she probably took over about maybe about 1950. So that would be 50. Yeah, more more than 60 years, I guess. So yeah, I I I I know it's been. Um, yeah. So yeah. But, think, and by she, the way, you know she is part of the Illuminati and a reptilian. Yeah, and a rept- reptile. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. why she's and, been able to live so long because reptilian- she sold drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I mean that's part. I mean there 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 is some reality that that you know that the you know with the uh, uh, UK trying to you know uh, open up markets right in in, in China they cut they pushed uh, you know they pushed uh, opium and stuff like that so so at, at at some level I suppose you know you know if buck stops at the top then uh, you know like the royal family were drug pushers I guess but. The first, the original drug lords. Yeah, yeah, that's, exactly. yeah, that's that's the cartel. That's what they used to call them out in China, I guess. But it's, uh, yeah, it's it, it, it's still interesting. But you know, the the truth is, is, I totally understand why they took over the whole world. Is um, it, it's because they were just looking for a good meal. Yeah, yeah and, I know exactly. You, like I said, the national food of of, um, of England is, I think, it's curry from India. Right. Like it's not even their own dish, and there's a reason why you don't find. I mean, you find English pubs all over the world because they're awesome. Right. You don't find English restaurants anywhere. That's true. <laughs> because because I, how many how much mashes and um, uh, I don't even know what what the of course in Canada you guys all what do you all you guys have poutine I think and poutine, Canadian bacon. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. about the only, that's your two national foods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty pretty much. Yeah, but like when I think if there's anything else, yeah. uh, which which is if I had to have a list of national foods, that <laughs> those two would definitely be on top of it. You know, as long as make sure I had a good cardiologist because yeah. that's not a low fat food. Well, I mean, I, I've been to the UK a few times, and um, you know, when you go to London, I mean, L- London's a very international city, and the food is so good in London. 
and uh, and then I went to Manchester, and Ma Manchester not not necessarily a uh, uh, where a lot of people immigrate to. So it's weird because like in London, especially when you're a tourist, you know the hospitality industry, it's mostly people who are not. You, you know sort of born in the uk so you're you know your 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 waitresses and your you know bell you know uh, your your hotel desk people you know they, they they have a polish accent or some sort of eastern european accent and you go to manchester and then everybody's there is just like stereotypical british and you're like oh okay you know there are bobby's you know totally do and speaking like that and then <laughs> but the food is horrible and the beer is yeah. good don't get me wrong but well, you know, that's why they do such a good and like i said and i I, I used to work for a company out in England and went to I went to London quite a bit and I, I love the people love the place yeah. and uh, it's um, but yeah it's funny I went to a restaurant there called um, Simpsons on the Strand which they all said is the quintessential you know uh, uh, British fare yeah. and so we went there and everybody that worked there was Brazilian yeah. um, but but it was funny when we were there we were asking they had something called the, um, the half shank on the trolley or something like that. So we asked the question what it was, and the guy came out, and he was the head cook of the whole restaurant, sat with us, explained the whole history. Oh, nice. and, and it was funny because what he said was the guy that used to be an old chess club, they couldn't make money, so they, they, they made a kitchen in the bottom. But what was funny is the guy that bought the place in the early 1900s hated the French. And so he took everything that was possibly French and got rid of it. So it wasn't a chef. It was a cook. It wasn't a menu. It was a bill of fare. He said if he could have changed the wine labels on the bottles, he would have. And so it was just really, <laughs> really hated the French. It was like such yeah. a weird little piece of history and, and uh, to learn about it. But, um, but yeah, but it's uh, – uh, it's definitely a uh, – it, it, it is. But like I said, most of the food you get there is – is international cuisine. I mean, they've got amazing cuisine. They've got restaurants that serve every type of food because yeah. it is such an international um, uh, mixing place. But yeah, the last thing you want to get is is, is bar food in um, in London now. Yeah. You want to get yeah yeah pub you know drinks you do definitely want you know that that but not, not yeah that and definitely like I said you get out of London and it's it's pretty slim pickings. All right, now, now I went. To, I was going through your cards, and I, I did find another Canadian uh, linked conspiracy. And this was the uh, you, you have it as the uh, as the silver bug. The um, uh, it was a it was, what was the question? It's about what uh, UFO shaped aircraft the U.S. Air Force I think was researching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that that turns out that was um, I think the the Air Force U.S. Air Force maybe called it the silver bug, but in Canada we know it as the uh, the Avro. Aero car was basically uh, Avro. Um, uh, that was a aerospace company in Canada, and they were developing that. and And I, I don't think the Canadian government saw too much into it, but then the Air Force was kind of like, eh, yeah, some potential, and, and then they 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 kind of started to fund it. and uh, And uh, it, it's 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 kind of a hilarious looking vehicle. It's it's actually almost kind of ridiculous. It's like a, I mean, it's a UFO shaped. Yeah. aircraft but it literally can only get about a foot off the ground <laughs> and can't i think i think yeah. they got it up to up to you know five feet almost two meters okay. before it tipped over and fell but yeah exactly. yeah it's interesting yeah the silver bug and this this came to light in the um in the freedom of information act in the in the 90s it was a real project it was in the 50s and it was clandestine it was they they, they knew that the russians you know this all comes from the stories from um uh, the Nazis were working on a saucer craft, which 
Uh, and if you ever watch the show Ancient Aliens, they'll talk about it, you know, from here to Sunday. And apparently they had a big base down in Antarctica called New Swabia that, that they, that they attacked a bunch of fleets with their, their, their saucer ships, which of course is probably all true. But the, uh, but Silverbug was, it was a joint Canadian U.S. venture and it was a, you're right. The, the, they did have the public facing, um, aero car thing, but this was a military version that was, uh, done in secret. And, um, and then it was, it came to light and it was, you know, we talked about in the fifties, all their, their UFO projects. Um, it, you're right. It never literally our figuratively got off the ground very far, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. it was, but it was a real project and Silverbug was the, uh, U.S. code name for it. Um, and it was, uh, yeah. And like I said, and the Canadians were, uh, were a, uh, a partner in, in that wonderful venture that we had. Yeah, we uh, did, but we yeah, did. it did. It didn't it look like it was out of a 1950s like sci-fi movie with, oh, oh, with, oh, with the totally. glass bubble yeah. dome and everything else. Oh yeah, totally. Like like the kind of the uh, more like the mock-up models were. Uh, I mean, definitely looked like um, yeah, like very 1950s UFO. Yeah, exactly. Straight straight out of that. But the uh, yeah yeah, I think it was sort of like the the Air Force. Eventually, the Air Force kind of just passed it on to the to the Army, and they're like. Well, it doesn't really fly very high, so why don't you guys kind of make it into like a, you know, like a levitating jeep kind of thing? And the army was like, okay, we'll take a look at that. And so, yeah, there's yeah. all these hilarious pictures of these UFOs kind of landing and, you know, little army men jumping out of it and, and you know, on the beaches or something. And, it, it, yeah, a lot of very, it, it was all artist conception, you know, assuming they could solve the aerodynamic problems and the, you know, all that, all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what's the uh, the is it the Osprey is the um is the is the conversion helicopter now yeah, where they yeah. they can land vertically and then turn. And that thing, I think they've got it in the field now. But again, it was one of those things that everybody's always wanted this vertical takeoff and you know uh, and carriage. It's always been like a uh, pipe dream. And it's so expensive and difficult to do. But the Silverbug, I don't know. Again, there was a project in Germany that they did try to at least on a drawing board think of something like this. And apparently, every you know anything that that, that German tried in World War II, the Americans and Russians were 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 gung ho to at least give it a shot. Yeah. And that's where Silverbug's genesis came from. But yeah, the the artist stuff is fantastic. Uh, it's um um. Uh, it's kind of like the uh, if you ever saw the uh, the report they did after Apollo with the idea of the Mars landing. Um, oh yeah, I forgot the name of it. It was a report von Braun and a couple of other guys did it, and it was the most ambitious uh, idea ever. And it, it had all these different landers and multi-stage things, and you know the artist renderings were amazing. But that's about as um, about as close as they, they were going to need a few trillion dollars to even get close to it, and they hadn't solved two thirds of it. But they, but they hired a really good artist, and they made it look good. But um, yeah. that's the best part of it. But oh, it, oh go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say there is one other Canadian um, uh, a conspiracy that I've come across that we hadn't talked about oh, yet. Good, okay. And this one is the um, this one is the magic cancer cure. Which is uh, developed by uh, your Canadian Rick Simpson in the two thousand in early two thousand. You know about this one? No, no, I don't. So this is whenever he developed a hemp oil cancer right. cure. Okay. And then he said it, it, it cured his cancer and it cured everybody else. 
But big pharma from the U.S. government, big pharma convinced the U.S. government to ban its use, and that's why we don't have a security day. And he's he's been on a, on a twenty year almost um, uh, uh, crusade to try to get that turned around. Uh, and uh, you know, surprisingly, none of his evidence has been verified, but he says it works. But it's only because big big pharma has made it happen. But yeah, so apparently, you Canadians have developed the cure, and the, the U.S. is just not letting it happen. So that's it. I tell you, you, you Canadians are not really conspiracy. Um, like, like uh, that's one thing I have to say. America really out conspiracies you on a regular basis. Y'all, y'all worry too much about reality. Y'all need to worry more about what's happening in the alien worlds and with the reptilians. And you know, uh, after you guys got rid of that fun mayor you had in in uh, Toronto, you kind of got rid of all the fun news cycle stuff. Yeah. Well, the um, sort of Canadian sort of medical conspiracies i don't know if you remember a number of years ago uh the guy's name was actually zamboni and not and of course when canadians when they hear the word zamboni they think of the machine that kind of smooths out ice you know uh, during hockey games but but this guy was an italian doctor and he had this whole theory that multiple sclerosis was because of like blockage in neck veins and and he had this procedure to kind of put stents in neck veins and this would cure multiple sclerosis for some reason i don't know why but uh, there's at least one province in ontario or uh, one province in canada that kind of really fell hard for that they were like oh yeah this will to and they were like funding it and and um no one could talk any sense and, and to, i think it might have been saskatchewan i think they were dumping all kinds of money into this uh uh that's a Sam zamboni <clears throat> thing but um but it, eventually even you know Saskatchewan was kind of like, oh, okay, actually, it's not doing anything. Um, let's stop yeah. spending money on it. Yeah, and that, yeah, that ha I mean, you look at what's happened globally with homeopathy, yeah. and 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 now that there's a lot of insurance, and I don't know if the Canadian um, medical stuff covers any of this, but there was one of the um, uh, I remember reading about this uh, either earlier this year, or last year. That the um, you know where y'all do like the doctors without borders kind of things or oh, the right yes yes and they were doing they were sending homeopaths as yeah. part of it. and I'm like so, so you're gonna export uh, people that don't help people to uh, countries that need help and so they can not get help just like like it, it didn't make any sense to me unless I found out like. It would make sense if I if we discovered that they were all one way tickets that Canadian government was providing. Yeah. And it, but yeah, so that was one of the things is they were even doing it to these um, helping third world countries, and they were sending homeopaths, which I'm just like, yeah. why would yeah. you do that to these poor people? But this is but, true. Yeah, it was the Canadian government was it, it was one of those sort of things that kind of like it wasn't a lot of money and just kind of was like kind of got hidden in the shuffle but once it sort of came out i know the trudeau government sort of said oh we are not gonna we're not gonna fund that they they kind of quickly put the kibosh on that but yeah it came very close to that canada was going to pay for homeopaths to go down right down at like central america or something and give people sugar tablets and yeah. Well, it's it's woo water that, that they've that they've looked at and they they've asked it to be good water. I don't I don't know, yeah. but but I tell you, but it's amazing who gets sucked in. Another one of the conspiracies I put in is Louis Vuitton. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, he actually hires a a rain shaman to do a performance before any one of his outdoor shows 
to keep the rain from from happening because he was doing it and somebody made fun of it so he didn't hire him one time and it rained <laughs> and ever since then there's like he's part he's like it's like not it's not little money it's like tens of thousands of dollars for him to come and run in a circle with some beads or something and he does it any outdoor um show that the, they hire this guy to come out and make sure the rain doesn't happen oh, well there you go <laughs> yeah so you know so just anybody can fall for it and it's uh you know the i think that they've had uh you know people people have been running these kind of scams since you know scams were invented i mean since people were around there's always been Somebody that tries to, and, and especially when you have things that are like MS or stuff where you really want to believe because you don't have any other options. And those are, I think, the biggest, um, that's the biggest trap. You know, the fact of whether or not, um, you know, Stevie Wonder can see, which is another big conspiracy. Oh, uh, and you see the evidence there and you're like, ah, I don't know. But I, I mean, I say generally it's not that it's, that's fairly harmless, you know, Having somebody give up, you know, go to the Gershon Clinic to go to get their "quote unquote" cancer cure, and then them them dedic- them them tell them you're cured when all they did is give them, you know, caffeine enemas and um and vitamin B12, and then they die three years later. That's not yeah. That you you you're gone from the thing of okay, you know, you're some friends I thinking that that Beyonce is turning into a reptilian to where you're really causing people true physical harm. And I think that's criminal. And so that's kind of where, and and I've done this in the game is I do try to kind of expose some of those things where, you know, if you put the fact that, uh, um, that the UN is running a solar warden of fleet of international or fleet of galactic spaceships protecting the earth right next to, vaccinations cause autism right, right yes. you kind of you kind of put them into reference with each other saying okay it's the same kind of people that believe both yeah exactly. and and hopefully you know if i can just get one person to play this game and then to realize that and vaccinate their kids that's going to be the best thing that's ever happened with this game well you yeah like i say you do like people on either side of the coin can enjoy this game but you, like you do get in some sort of stealth skepticism like the um um, like the, the, you had, a, you do have a card about the Gerson Gerson therapy, right? And yeah, and yeah, and sort of like it's like something about the survival rate, zero years, you know. Yeah, and, well, uh, that's what it was. It was what what Gerson Clinic in this one I, I just found is one of the most egregious. So what they do is, first of all, you come in and say I have cancer. They wouldn't test you to see if you had it. Right. Yeah. They would just say, okay, well, let's treat you. And then what they do is they basically pump you up with it with a very healthy. B12 diet, uh, diet, uh, B12 vitamins, healthy diet, and these coffee enemas, which is oh my god, that sounds horrible. But anyway, <laughs> but basically the the thing of it just basically bolsters up your 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 physical system, so you start feeling better. And then they go, you're cured, and they walk you out the door, and then that's the last contact that they ever have. And then they go in their tote book, and they would put cured, and they, and they would say we had a 90% cure rate. You know, that's well, this actually it was funny. A group of homeopaths came in. And said, well, but you know, let's do some follow up. And they went and followed up a five year follow up on these people. And literally, they, were, they found one person still alive, and they were in hospice, uh, and died like a week later. And all the rest of them had succumbed to the cancer that they that they had when they walked in the door. Yeah. And the Gershwin Clinic had said they cured them all. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so that was I put that card in there specifically to point out that you know, it's that the danger of of some of the snake oil that, that's out there. 
the was that i mean there there was one of those it might have been the gerson where where the government did sort of the american government did kind of uh get get a bit of a trial going an actual medical trial and uh i think they even had to stop it because they're just like look you know people are 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 doing are dying on this you know and they're not even you know untreated they'll live 3 months on this they're living 2 months like we're not even you know we're doing worse, so we're we're not even going to continue with this 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 trial. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't do that one. Wasn't me. Um, but there there I did put in there like the uh, the Tuskegee. You know about the Tuskegee yeah, yeah, experiment? Yeah, yeah. yeah, where they they had the African Americans and they were telling they were being treated for syphilis, but they actually weren't. They just wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. It's it's one of the darkest in 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 you know the American uh, history. This was in I think the fifties or forties, but yeah, it's it, and you know it's you, that's like almost down to what the you know, the the was the Mendela and the Nazis were doing. They're just yeah. just blatantly uh, disregarding human life. And luckily, we've gotten to a point now in society where I, I at least hope that those kind of things aren't happening anymore. Um, and and we've had enough oversight and exposures in the past that I think that that you know you can say what you want about 24-hour news cycle and a lot of it is, is is just a joke, but it does bring to light a lot of these kind of things that so they don't happen like they like they used to be able to get away with. Yeah, I mean with the horrible thing with the the ski, yeah, syphilis is like even even because I, I think at that point there was no cure for syphilis. No, and, no, there was. They, okay. they had and they had antibiotics. They, they could they right, could have right, yeah. it, but they they wanted to see they wanted to see how how the disease progressed. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. they treated half of them with antibiotics, and then half of them were unknown okay. blind blind placebos, and and these men all had horrible deaths, and yeah. and it was done completely, one hundred percent with the knowledge that they were killing these people. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because, you know, sometimes there's a lot of, like, in the black community, there's a lot of skepticism about vaccines and, and stuff like that. And they're like, look, Tuskegee, don't tell us that this didn't happen, you know, like, and, right. and yeah, and or or where where they, they sent in that, that polio uh, doctor, you know, to do vaccines on polio. And he, his real mission was to kind of uh, uh, find uh, Osama bin Laden, right? And and uh, right. when I heard about that, I just, I just had to, no, no, that's the worst thing you could do, you know, is like now make people think a doctor who's really giving polio vaccines is working for the CIA because the one was, you know, and it's just like, this is the worst thing you could have done. Like, like, would you have come up with a better cover story? Right, exactly, and like you said, and especially in communities where there's already legitimate reasons for distrust, you don't yeah. you don't sow act you know, like let's sow more seeds on top of the this already fertile field. You know, you you're, you're we're still trying to we're still trying to, to to you know heal the wounds from the last fifty years, and you're right, and there's certain things that they I know they wanted to get this one guy or stuff, but like how many people are going to end up dying because they're going to refuse treatment because exactly, of exactly yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know where is that where's the balance there? But that's you know and again that's one of the things. It's the main goal I've had of this game is just to be fun, to be family friendly, and to have a good time and maybe learn a few things. But I did I did put in um, and again also on the conspiracies. Everybody kind of has their sacred cow conspiracy. Like uh, I've got a friend that's a big believer that the Titanic was not actually the Titanic; it was its right, sister right. ship. 
right. which is actually another very compelling you know experiment or i know several people don't believe we landed on the moon they think that it was fake just to get to the russians and so i didn't necessarily uh you know this we i just presented the theories and then and the websites and you can make your own decisions but on some of these i did kind of um uh, put in a little bit more information on things that I do want people to learn about, like anti-vaccine and homeopathy and things that really can cause harm. And and hopefully, you know, and ho- but I still did it in a way that hopefully people find it entertaining. Right, yeah. Um, with your game, I mean, have you ever heard stories about things not ending well playing those games? Like, you know, you know, fathers and sons not talking to each other after playing a game of that? Or, I mean, it, uh, there is the potential for that to happen, I guess. One should well, be cautioned. That's, you know, it's funny because I expected that, actually. And the feedback I've gotten is almost been universally that... Um, that no, it, it hasn't. It's, it, I've gotten a lot of things where it's caused a lot of discussions when people have like talked about it. And what really people have found it is because it, I cover such a ridiculously wide swath of, of subject matter that it's generally more where people are finding out. Uh, like I just the game was just reviewed on another podcast called Which Game First. Okay. And um, and um, the uh, the the one of the reviewers was saying that she had never heard of the Mothman prophecies. And the Mothman, it's which is a a, um, a story. It's a creature that was supposed to appear in, in West Virginia, and then a bridge collapsed right after right afterwards. And there's a festival there, and there's a bunch of stuff to it. But um, she, you know, the other people that played knew about it. She didn't. She yielded the QR code and went to the website and learned about it. And then they discussed it. And I've gotten a lot of feedback, both personally and through like the Amazon feedback uh, portal that. It's created a lot of, you know, when people play this for a, a holiday game or something, they'll find certain questions that come up and they'll just, they'll just like stop the game and start, you know, pulling up stuff and reading about it. You know, like uh, the, you know, the fact that, um, you know, that that having a picture of a left black eye is a sign that a celebrity is part of the Illuminati. Then they'll start, <laughs> and they'll, uh, which is real thing, by the way. And, and then they'll start pulling it up, and they're like, "Oh my God, this for Elizabeth Hurley has one. The Pope had one." You know, blah blah yeah. blah. And so, and and it just seems like that that that's it. And again, making a game that was good enough for a ten-year-old and an eighty-year-old to play, right. uh, there was a, a fine line to walk that I didn't want to cause things that were going to create um, uh, a lot of strife. So, like, I didn't put a lot of questions about Sandy Hook because I find that to be, A, it's a horrible thing that people are doing. B, it's, you know, it's not, it's, I think I just put one reference about, you know, what do you call the Sandy Hook? People that don't believe Sandy Hook happened is they call Sandy Hook truthers. But I don't really get into a lot of the aspects of the conspiracy because that's not going to be a fun family discussion to have. Right. right. Um, you know, talking about the, you know, is, is the mattress firm franchise a, a money laundering front? That's actually a really, which I act, if you want to know a conspiracy, I believe yes, that's the yes. one that I, that's the one that I actually 100% believe is real. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. you know, like I said, everybody's got their, their sacred cow. Mine is that mattress firm is actually a money laundering front. And, um, have you heard about that one, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So those are so that's and, and so that's what I've tried to do. And I think you know from the feedback, uh, you know, I've gotten it. Uh, I got it pretty right. But I I tell you what's been fascinating in talking about different people with different backgrounds is the um, some of the feedback I got was completely shocking to me, where 
again, I'm trying to be inclusive and not offensive. And I got this email from uh, from a guy that had the game, and he was just like, um, uh, he, he's like, you know, we got your game, it's fun, but you know, swastika seriously. And so, I, so I, it was on this thing called the Die Glock, which is the Germans' time machine that they sent back and landed in in um, Roswell. And oh, you know, that's 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 a that's a story for a different day. But still, but and so we started having a discussion. It was a really nice guy, and, and he was um, uh, and he was Jewish, and and uh, so obviously the swastika has a very um, deep meaning. And so I explained, you know, it's part of history, and I'm trying to you know honor history and stuff. And then he said, well, but yeah, I'm looking at it. And I don't know what your meaning was behind this. And, and then he said, you know, he goes, I understand what you're doing. But, the, you know, when I'm looking at this, I'm just thinking, is this some kind of subtle thing against, you know, that that's anti-Semitism? And he goes, and he said, let me give you an example. If you have a conspiracy about slavery, are you going to put the N-word on your game? Right, right. And I'm like, never again, never thought about it. So we, I removed the swastika from all the game board and stuff. Oh, that's good. And, and it's just one of those kind of things is because I did it's not there to cause somebody right. street but it was interesting that it's hard to get inside you know we talk about like the African American community after Tuskegee you know you don't we haven't lived their lives and so you sometimes things that you think are completely benign or innocent have a much different effect on the different groups like it did with this one guy so and I'm always encouraged if anybody's playing and has some kind of feedback you know critical or positive I, I always like to hear it and it was that i just found it to be very interesting that you know it's that you can you have to get inside other people's head and when you're doing a game that's supposed to be fun you gotta I, i've really struggled and try to make sure that it removes anything that would cause you know a fun family game night to break down into you know arguments about something yeah exactly you know i remember uh there was a, a, a podcast so they're they're interviewing uh sort of an atheist organization and um they were gonna run a bunch of ads on buses in their in their city and uh and um and you know of course you know a lot of christian churches are like quite upset but you know the um a lot of black pastors were like you know we got look we got to talk about this and and you know so they're like okay we'll we'll talk to you guys and like well what's the what's the issue and they're like look you know um a lot of black people ride buses and you know unfortunately and and you know our black churches are the really their access to food and 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 social services you know and you know we don't want you pushing them away from you know you know their um you know sometimes their only source of you know uh, some sort of social service and and they're like oh we never even thought of that so they they kind of like put the kibosh on the uh on the bus campaign but yeah yeah exactly sometimes you just don't you're in your own little middle class suburban world right you know and and you don't kind of think about what would the what is the effect of this you know right yeah how is this message going to be received versus what you intended and yeah. and and that's where in in general i i think i you know either, either you know luck or just from the work i put into it i don't think i've i've had any uh I've, any real comments that um you know this was the one one conversation and like i said the guy was very very respectful and nice and I appreciated him telling me because I never would have known it. And for, for that one guy that that actually wrote, there's probably a hundred people that that thought it, you know, that just that didn't, never would have thought to write to the creator for it. But you know, but I've also gotten great feedback. Like the one time I got a, a, a email from a woman, she goes, "I saw that you said Jean Benet Ramsey, who was a young child uh, model that got killed in uh, in the 
in the 80s, 90s, I guess. And, uh, and they never did find a killer, but, and, and, uh, there's a lot of conspiracies that she wasn't actually killed and she's grown up. And, and so the woman said, well, so I, I, re- I got the card and it said that, um, that, you know, Jean-Marie Ramsey grew up to be Lady Gaga, but the real answer is Katy Perry. <laughs> and she goes, why, she goes, why, why did you put that? And I was like, so I responded back. It's like, oh, you didn't read carefully enough. I said, based on the earlobe evidence, uh, it's Lady Gaga. I said, but there's another group. You know, the team uh, Team Perry right, believes right. based on the eyebrow evidence that. You know, so whether you believe the earlobe evidence, then it's Lady Gaga. If you believe the eyebrow evidence, she grew up to Katy Perry. I said, so keep playing the game. You'll find the other card. <laughs> so okay, right, so. She actually wrote back. She goes, okay, I found it and, and, and was laughing. So, you know, it is funny when you do this. You did, you get to meet and talk to a lot of different people. But that one just made me laugh because she was very disturbed that I hadn't put the right answer for who JonBenet Ramsey really grew up to be. And thank goodness we were able to come to resolution and she was able to, to move on. <laughs> no, no um, you know, my, I've had on guest um, – um, Blake Smith, he does a Monster Talk podcast, and then uh, Jerry Drake, he's uh, he's been on the Monster Talk podcast a lot, but he kind of researches a lot of sort of you know, um, you know, uh, sort of you know, theosophy and and you know the ancient aliens and all that sort of stuff, and uh, and but both of them end up like a lot of their family holidays end up being places they want to go research, you know, have are, have you gotten to that point yet where you're like Hey, honey, we're going to uh, you know the Georgia to see the Georgia guidestones or something. Like that. <laughs> you know, are you starting to that point where your your family vacations are also kind of busman holidays kind of thing? I I have tried, and my wife has has categorically said no. That's not what we're going to do. But yeah, no, actually, like Monte Picchu, uh, Puma Punku, um, uh, Heliopolis. Uh, 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 go up, uh, was it go, go back, Lee Tempe? Uh, okay. I would, uh, well, all this stuff in Turkey, I'd love to get out there, although it's just not viable right now. But yeah, I've tried, I, I keep putting those up, uh, and then, then we keep going other places. Uh, I, like I said, we have, we have a very democratic, uh, process in our house. Uh, so, you know, me and each one of the kids get one vote, and then my wife gets three and a half votes, and then we just tally up the vote. <laughs> And then whoever, uh, you know, whichever has the most points win. Wow. And that's uh, that's been a very long term successful arrangement that we've had. <laughs> so, uh, no, she's usually pretty tolerant to my weird whims and stuff. But it, it is when you start researching, you just want to go see it. You want to touch it, especially the ancient, ancient aliens is an amazing show. And they take a lot of liberties with some of their their descriptions. And then the lead guy. Tekalakalis, or I can't pronounce his name. His hair gets bigger yeah. every single season. It's amazing. You can tell what season it is by how many inches his hair is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, but there are, like, you know, I would love to go out and see the Nazca lines. I, I, I'm fascinated by that. I'd right. love, you know, and, uh, but unfortunately, uh, that, now that I'm an empty nester, I may have got a better shot at getting some of those things in. But, uh, you know, but so far, it's it's on my bucket list, but unfortunately, the bucket list is still pretty full. Well, I'll I'll, I'll throw this out there. Um, uh, find a direct flight to Sydney, and then a nice family vacation in Australia. But you also prove the flat earthers wrong to claim there are no such thing as direct flights to Australia. So, 
Well, actually, did you know that the uh, flat there's a there's a segment of the flat earthers that claim that Australia itself doesn't exist. And that too, honey, we're yeah. going to prove Australia exists. <laughs> yeah, well, because you're not really in Australia, you're actually in South America. They just have weird accents and don't speak Spanish. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, that's one of the more that's one of the more hysterical stuff. I, the the flat Earth one is one. Me being an engineer, I, I pull my hair out in those. Because I keep describing different things, and then, uh, you know, like, like I said, well, when I look out over the horizon, why can't I see the curve? And I'm like, well, you know, it's about 60 miles, or you know, 8,000 yeah. mile diameter. It's this percentage. You're only going to see about a two foot drop on each side, and you can't perceive it. And and then and, and they're like, well, I don't get all the science. And I'm like, well, then just trust somebody who does. <laughs> you know, it's there. And there, and I tell you, that's one of the things that I do find disturbing with a lot of the. It's the same group is the complete distrust um, of science in general. Yeah, and that, that's unfortunate, yeah. Yeah, and this – but, you know, that being said, if you want to know another area where I have a uh, uh, some level of conspiracy but not really unfounded, but I think a lot of the um, CO2 global warming stuff, I've done all the research in the science, and I think there's a lot of bias. And I wouldn't say it's conspiracy – but I would say that there's been a lot of a lot of the narratives being driven by money, and I'm actually looking at doing some research and doing some um, uh, uh, trying to get some other stuff out on on that because, again, I, I there's been some conspiracies around that, like like um, I don't know if you did Climate Gate, if you remember that, right, right, yeah. Uh, but Climate Gate was real. I mean, it was it was they basically didn't like what the numbers were showing them, and so they just changed them, right. and uh, and. And but that being said, like I'm not a, a global warming denier, right. but but that doesn't mean that there's not some truth to some of the uh, uh, some of the, the conspiracies. So like I said, so not every conspiracy is completely. I don't. Do you remember Alex Jones saying about oh, the yeah, government yeah. the frogs gay? Oh right, yes, yes, right. Yeah, which is one of my favorite all time clips. And actually, in the game, we I took a picture. I drew a picture of a frog and I put pride on his back and a rainbow over him. So that's that's from <laughs> my homage to Alex Jones. But but the actual truth underneath what he was saying is is real. That there's a the chemical and I forgot what it is, but basically it emulates frog estrogen right, right. and it's changing the uh, the the sex of the frogs from uh, male to female. And so it's basically de- depleting the amount of male frogs, which is depleting the frog population, which is in turn causing an insect uh, problem. So they're not turning frogs gay, but they are chemically – but the chemical yeah, right. is, is altering the, the biology of the frogs. Uh, but, you know, in Alex Jones's way, he does he never lets the uh, truth mess up a good story. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. He, he takes it to some bizarre ultimate conclusion, you know, yeah. And then tries to sell you some weird product that's got nothing to do with it. Exactly. Buy my DVD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, I'll, we should we should wrap up. Um, and, and again, your the the name of your game is. It's conspiracy theory uh, trivia board game, and it's available on Amazon in both the U.S. and Canada. Right. Okay. And in the U.S., we have a bundle available, and we've also got the expansion pack. And I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm going to be putting the expansion pack in Canada. Uh, it'll be after the first oh, of the year. That's great. And, and you have a Facebook page now too, right? For your uh, yeah, it's Netty Games and Twitter. You can go. You can go to the website. is, is NettyGames.com. It's got links to all that. N e t t y. 
No, N-E-D-D-Y. Oh, oh, sorry, N-E-D-D-Y. Yeah. Okay, Nettie. Well, yeah, and a little bit, uh, when I started that, I was looking for a short name for the name of the business, and then Nettie is a uh, colloquial uh, term for jackass. Oh, oh geez, which is okay. Which is where you get the picture of my donkey as my symbol, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's, it, it's, that's what Nettie's, you'll hear that referred to in, like, the farms in Kentucky, you know, so... Uh, so anyway, that's uh, that's where that came from. So, uh, but anyway, but yeah, I, I appreciate the time, Carl. And yeah, like I no, said, no uh, problem, Stephen. Uh, you know, I, I wish you and your family well. And again, it's, I know the holidays are not going to be easy, but um, yeah, but you yeah. know, hopefully it's uh, you know everything goes well and there's a, and you know 2020 is a better year. All right. And and my last question was always like, what do you? What are you what are you, what are you drinking? What uh, what what uh, if someone were to buy you a drink? What would uh, what would you ask for? What? Oh, I'm a I'm a Tito's and um, cranberry guy. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah, and uh, and as I say, right, I'm the, I'm the podcast that doesn't want anything. So uh, if you're like, boy, I'd love to give Carl fifty dollars in PayPal donation, uh, buy uh, buy buy Stephen's game actually. So that would be uh, that would be the good way to show your appreciation all the way down the line. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I, thanks for the time, Carl. I really like 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 always. Really enjoyed it. All right, thanks, Stephen. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll have you on in uh, sometime in the new year. Okay, sounds good. Good talking to you. Okay, have have a good night. Okay, bye. So bye bye, Miss American Pie. Drove my Chevy to the levee, but the levee was dry. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and rye, singing, "This'll be the day that I die." This'll be the day that I die Did you write the book of love And do you have faith in God above If the Bible tells you so Shoes. 